Hello and welcome back, listeners. The one and only Eyebrows joins myself, Beer Gut, and what can only be described as the holy grail of podcasts, hence the name. This week, we are expanding our social media platforms. They are about to reach new levels, but let's start our podcast with this time, a discussion topic. We've been raring about this all week, I reckon. Uh, if you could go back in time and watch any sporting event live in arena, what would it be? Sorry, just uh, yeah, had to, no. just had to start promptly, had to start the proper way. Um, we're drinking our mountain goats today, just our very enjoyable beers, just quietly. All right, yeah, so delicious. any sporting event, you really put me on the spot with this one. I have a little bit. Um, do you want to start me off? I can start you off. Yep. I have thought about this okay. as I'm discussion topic idea. I don't know how you say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, came up with but <laughs> I'm going to roll with, we're going to go back to our year of birth, Tom, 1998. It's a glorious year. Um, and we're actually going to fly overseas. We're going to go over to the great United States of America. Okay. As Donald Trump likes to call it the great. Um, yep. And we're actually going to fly into Utah, into Salt Lake City. Utah. And we're going to be watching game six of the NBA Finals. Michael Jordan hits the shot. The shot. Yeah. The shot. Get his sixth championship. His second three-peat with the Chicago Bulls. That live, I reckon, would be sick. Plus, let's be honest, I'd be like swagged up in all the clothes. Everyone would be looking at me like, oh, this bloke. Like, back then, fashion was ordinary. I don't know. Was it though? I reckon 90s fashion is coming back around. We're seeing way more like... I walked into an op shop the other day and his... That like Chicago Bulls 97 tracksuit with like the full tracksuit top that's like button up but short sleeve as well. Like mm. just rare stuff. Kicking around the op shop. Have a look at it. 120 bucks. Op shop being the key word there though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Anyway. It was in Newtown too, so yeah, look, make that's... of that what you will. Make of that what you will. I'm sure 120 bucks. Something like sweet. that. Yeah, yeah. It was a uh, it was an up market one. Um I don't know, for me, it'd have to be a cricket or footy type moment. Um yeah, I reckon just something like like a moment that springs to mind is like Leo Barry U Star. That 2005 yeah. grand final when it's tight, any tight like AFL grand final, but then would that moment, I'm sure it would have been amazing live, but I reckon when Hutto comes up with that call. Yeah, you don't hear it's those like, things, yeah. like maybe that could make it just as good. Um, I don't know. Even like the, was it, what was the World Cup in England where Australia, it was 99 World Cup uh, for the cricket where Australia got out of jail and beat South Africa. They ran out Lance Klusner. Oh, no, Lance Klusner was at the other end. They ran out um, Alan Donald oh, yeah. to make it to the semi-final. Like, that sort of moment could have been amazing too. Um, I don't know. I don't know. So, hey. There's a lot to get through. I definitely like... Even like Warney's Warney 700th wicket oh, at the MCG would have been pretty sick. We've got uh, Peter Siddle up there. Peter Siddle's hat-trick on his birthday. I don't know. Any of them. It'd have to be AFL cricket for me. I I, um, I must agree with you. I did. The 2005 grand final definitely popped into my head. But I actually had the exact same thought process as you. Mm. How could you be at the game and hear Hutto up in the commentary box up yep. there? Like, you, you can't hear that thing. Like, you can put that on the radio right now. 
even the, the build up to it yeah and it's like it's things you don't have to see to know what it is yeah like yeah you just know what that moment or is or like you know on Facebook it's got the memes and it's like uh, you can't hear images and yeah. then it's like no well I can hear this yeah, and it's yeah. just Leo Barry coming in from the side oh. Ashley Simpy like crushed over and <laughs> quite, uh, I think it's Ty Canelli like clearly holding his jumper oh. but <laughs> it's just like Leo Barry just crashing that pack from the side and it's like you look at that once mm. and it's just Leo Barry yeah. you star I don't know you put me on the spot. Sorry, I wasn't prepared for that one. But. That's okay. Um, but I have another one. Yeah. And I'll go first as well. Just okay, to let cool. your, your brain tick over. Cool. What's your favorite weird food combo? Favorite so you, so you're putting one food with another food and it's objectively weird. Mm. So I'm going to go... <laughs> this one's a bit random, but barbecue sauce and Doritos. Oh, interesting. Like, yeah. are we talking as a salsa? Yes. Or something like, like as like, part of nachos, so, you're putting barbecue sauce on it or so just like one, straight barbecue? One million percent with nachos. Mm. I feel as though a nachos has to have a, like, like you can't just have a fresh salsa or, a, or okay. a, like a you know, Dorito salsa or something like okay. that without another sauce and cheese and oh, it's all good. But I'm actually talking barbecue sauce on a Dorito. Okay. I don't do it often. But it's pretty good. Again, you've put me on the spot here. One I've been really getting around though is a bit of crunchy peanut butter and honey. Good mix, like real sweet oh, treat on toast. On toast. That's one I've been getting around. And I don't know. Mm. I'm no, sorry again, you put me on the spot. No, that's okay. And this is making for terrible podcasting listening, no doubt. (laughs) Another one that I thought of, I reckon, would be all right, is celery and Vegemite. Oh. Yeah. Actually, like, Vegemite avocado. Well, Vegemite Vegemite avocado avocado is like... I I would say that that's not weird, because Mm. that's a fairly common thing. Mm. Well, I definitely like it, Mm. anyway. But celery? Mm. How many blokes are going out there and buying celery and dipping it in their Vegemite? Like, it's... Salsa. One that my girlfriend Sophie actually told me just the other day was piece of toast, boiled egg. But you put your Vegemite down first on top of your boiled egg mm. and then sriracha cupy mayonnaise Ooh. on top as well. Look, I was a bit, I don't know. I'll tell you what. Anyway, look. You wouldn't want to have that with your morning coffee before a game of footy. <laughs> wouldn't that go through your like a late night curry? Holy crap. Oh, awful. That would awful. be trouble. Parks, how's your week been? Week's been uh, solid. Yep. Solid. We had a, a really, really good win on the weekend, both you and I. Your Certainly first did. game back. Um, beat our crosstown rivals, the Lions, on their home turf. And it's a, it's, a, it's a strange feeling when you've got so many new blokes coming into our footy club at the moment because for us, fourth years, we mm. know how big it is to beat the Lions. Yep. Like it's... One of those... We hate these. We, yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and so we don't often beat them because we just have... A, it's always a grudge match between yeah. us. Um, but this time we comfortably like just had them on the ropes the whole day. And boy, oh boy, it was a good feeling. Oh, oh unreal. Got over and by all but 40 points. Yeah, really and, convincing win. And we were walking off the ground and we had a few of the older doggies in the, in the crowd. And they're going, yeah, boys, yeah, up the boys. The vibes are up. 
And you just have the new fellas just going, oh, this is just another win. Yeah, like, like we've literally just smacked this team by 40 points. They were never really in it. Like, yeah, we played decent, but like, let's go. Who cares? But I'll tell you what, that was a a big vibe ski for Lockheed that night. And boy, that was a big night. Wasn't it ever? Rolled into our hungover Sunday, watched a couple games of footy, slazed it research, Mm. Bit of research and then back on the work train. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've had, a couple of, I've had a couple of big wins at yeah. work this week. So yeah. uh, Tuesday, this is Wednesday night. Yesterday, took the uh, under-16s Albion Park High School boys. Oh, uh, took them down to the Rugby League Gala Day. Look, rank outsiders. We've probably got, oh, I don't know, three to four good, solid players. Not and to mention a coach that would have no clue how to coach. I have, have played one game of school <laughs> at Rugby League in my life. Um and probably had seven of the seven of the fourteen players who came along, um, who had actually played. The rest were soccer players or hadn't played in ten years. Oh, that's great! And we had one or two on the bench all day. And our boys topped our pool, beat some quality teams, and right. then lost to Eddie Rice, Edmund oh, Rice College. No. The the rich Catholic boys went down by four points. Should have got should have oh. got the win. So. Made the oh, semi-finals. Was proud of our boys. And then today as well, uh, in the teachers versus students dodgeball, <laughs> uh, in the school lunchtime dodgeball competition, led led us teachers to victory and uh, got us through to the granny. So look out, watch this space. Two weeks time, up against the year twelve. So and hopefully listeners, you can. Uh, listeners, don't get too caught up in all the fame of this. Uh, this is all hearsay from Tom. But no, there's no evidence backing any of this. For all we know, this bloke's just been doing recess duty every, every day. He's not even a teacher there. So, unless we see some Coldstone evidence, I'm, I'm still yet to be a believer. Um, we've got a, Mr. Todd, one of the teachers, makes a program for the dodgeball final every every year. So, yep. we'll um, I'll bring that evidence along that might have in two weeks' time. That Facebook page. Yeah, which... Uh, go on. We're expanding. We are expanding. We have opened up a Facebook page... It is linked to our Instagram page. We have shared it with all of our friends. Literally 1,500 of Parks' friends yeah, have yeah. been sent a link. If Please ha- like it. If you haven't liked it yet, I'll invite you again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll annoy you into liking it. No, if, uh, if you guys could do us a massive favor and just share it around, get the likes out there. The bigger that we get, the more content we get to you guys. And it's all for you guys. We just want to be the biggest and best sports podcast on the network and without your help we're not getting there yeah so we're so we're investing a bit of time a bit of money a bit of energy into you know a little bit of advertising bit of a bit of an increasing our online presence yeah. we're gonna um build the brand a little bit and with this do you mind if i do the honors Go for it. we would like to announce that we will so we're investing our first bit of money into yes. advertising yeah. and so what we've chosen to put it in is to Sponsor, be an official player sponsor for Xavier Mummo of the Wollongong Bulldogs AFL team. Congratulations, so, Xavier. Well yeah, mate. so well done, X. Well done, X. So every time that he gets in the best, and God, he's been, he's been playing some good footy. Oh, yeah, ripper on the uh, weekend, didn't he? The Holy Grail podcast will get a shout out. So look out on the Wollongong Bulldogs AFL page for that. And look, just keep getting around us. Yeah. Let, let us know what you want. Let us know what you're after. Because... Been listening around to the bloody Hello Sport podcast. I don't know. Everyone raves about it. It's not, it's not all there. And I, I, tell reckon, you what, I, I reckon there's a market for us. Yeah, there is. And we've got to admit too, like 
we're massive fans of uh, the Great Cricketer podcast. Yep. But what happens when it's not cricket? When there's no cricket, boys go into hiding. We don't go into hiding, do no. we, Tom? We're we're all year round, baby. All year all round, year round twenty four seven. That Facebook page acts as another platform for you guys to message us and let us yep. know anything that we can work on. Um, you'll definitely have to teach Tom how to do his AFL tips because he sucks. Three from nine. Three from um, nine. Which leads us on to our next topic. Yeah, I think let's we can get start. Into it. So let's, let's go. Get into it. Let's get into the sport. This is what you've all been waiting for. AFL tips, NRL tips for the last week. Uh, we did our tips. We had to go through them again just before we uh, started. Just and it, it was a pretty grim start. So first game of the round, we had Richmond Bulldogs. Now this was going to be a pretty good game either way. Um, I think I said I would like to see the Tigers win because yep. I feel as though they've been copping a hard rap. Yeah, last couple of losses that they had, and they came through with the biscuits. Had some injuries, done. Dusty out, um, as well as a few others. But we were, um, we actually said last week that, like, you just write Richmond off at your peril. Like, yeah, you, you have to think that they're still going to be there or thereabouts. And oh. the dogs came out; they started like a house on fire. They were out by twenty odd points at half time. Um, and then the Tigers just flexed their muscle in the second half yep. and completely outplayed the Dogs. Um, yep. Got over the line by 22 points. And, yeah, I don't know. My big takeaway of just in my show notes was just don't write off the Tigers. I just yeah, I don't think you can. No, I said that too when we were discussing our premiership window and stuff like that. I, I think that people are very quick to write off the Tigers. Um, I think that they're still a very class act and they've got finals experience at the end of the day and that's you can't just buy that no you can't you can't throw all your money in on, on the off season on getting finals experience so yep. you know Richmond are always going to be a shot and whether, wherever they are after three premiers and the other thing is they've got proven depth that yep. you don't just like you don't get depth overnight. Like, yeah. yeah, the Bulldogs have recruited amazingly and their midfield depth is awesome. Yeah. But depth across the park, you don't get overnight. These Richmond um, fringe players, this is at least the fourth year that they've been in a really quality system yeah. with really quality footballers and coaches around them. Yeah. Like, they've and they've had to step up before. And yeah. so even though they've got injuries and they've actually... Uh, they've lost Trent Cotchin. He went down really late with the hamstring, so he'll be out yep. for a few weeks and a couple others. But yeah, you just know that they've got the depth. They've, yeah. they've proven it over the over the last few years. That yeah, definitely. Even when they're challenged, they can get it done. Yeah. So I was just looking at the Richmond injury list, like Dylan Grimes, Kane Lambert, Dusty yep. was out with the concussion. Down yep. Prestia, uh, Nick Vlossen, uh Trent Cotchin. So like, there's a fair bit of serious quality there. Serious quality and yep. like. Like I said, finals experience. Just looking at the scoreline, the dogs are up by three goals mm. at at the half. So like that third term, Richmond came out like I'd love yep. to hear what Dimmer was saying to him in the half. Oh, the half. It, it an absolute been, rocket up him. It would have been probably like, oh come on, boys! Like we're better than this for the first couple of weeks. So I reckon this one would have yep. been tipping point for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that would have been interesting. And it was a bit of a make or break sort of game in a way like I think they're are they was this the fourth one on the trot that they were staring in the bar- barrel of losing I, so, I think yeah. they've lost their last three in tight yeah. like tight games they haven't played poorly but you yeah. know you lose four on the trot and then all of a sudden you're whatever it would be 
three and five rather than four and four. Um, yeah. You're like you're behind the eight ball, and they've been behind the eight ball before. Yeah. And course. just peaked at the right time of year, but yeah, important win for them. Yeah. No, that was good. Uh, but unfortunately, Tom and I both tipped dogs in yeah. that game, and uh, look, I I don't want to say if you're a bulldog supporter, be worried because you know. We have off games. Yeah, you were six and zero. You got to fall at some point. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Being, being six and one is not a bad spot to be. I mean, and Melbourne, Melbourne showed. We'll talk about them later, but they showed that you know they're they're only just getting through. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The team that is up there with one of the worst teams in history is <laughs> pushing them. <laughs> we'll get to that. But we'll, we'll get, get to that. that. Um, uh, so yeah, we tip the tip the dogs. Got them both wrong. So we're. Is there- from one. Do you take anything away from that as a dog's from a dog's perspective? Like, is that a is that a poor performance, or do you just go look look like they put themselves in a winning position and they couldn't mm. hold on? Is there anything that too nah, negative? Or I, I don't take anything away from that as a dog supporter. Yeah. I kind of more look at that as wish we've got a kick up the ass and show that they're still a yeah. top four team yeah. in the comp so yeah, definitely I'm not taking much out of that yeah I totally and a 22 agree. point loss round 7 you'll take it on the yeah. team won't you absolutely uh, next game Collingwood Gold Coast Collingwood Collingwood Collingwood, Collingwood. we were watching the what's that show that you were watching uh, The Couch The Couch yeah The Couch best, really... day, best AFL show kicking around Monday nights get onto it they're um they're just do a lot of analysis. They got what they got Nick Rewalt, um, Rewalt, Brownie, Brownie, Gaz Lyon, and Jared Healy. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it's a really good analysis. Mm. So look, and yeah. they were breaking into this um, this Collingwood Suns game, and just brought up the fact that how slow and ineffective Collingwood's forward entry is, mm. like. They did one there where Brody Majek took a good grab about 55, 60 metres out. Yep. No chance of ever kicking it. No. And just the weight, like, if you chuck a mark there, you're wheeling and going, your hands off, or you're going straight away to a, a like, to put that back money under pressure. Yeah. Literally, by the time that he turned and looked, five midfield Gold Coast players had just flooded the hole and then yep. he's just popped it up in the middle of it hoping. You saw two waves of, I think it might even be more than that. There was mm. like a wave of four sons go through, yep. but if he had a spun gone straight away, it would have got over them all the same. But yep. they went through and set and then there was another wave of three or four of them again yep. who walked past and like ramped, jogged past and set up as well. Mm. So, and by the time he kicked it in deep, it yep. was ten on four. You need your like, binoculars. There was, there was ten. There was ten it. red jerseys there, and like four black and white ones. Yeah, and you were doing well to see them. They were in the middle yep. of the pack, not or out the back of the pack, not in a dangerous position whatsoever. And oh, like, don't get me wrong, um, it's Brody Mychek's fault more than anyone's. But yep. like, he's a forward. Like, there's just. They just don't know how to be dangerous. Jordan to go is like they're one of their main options, and he just he gets outclassed every day by mm. not even the best defenders in the league. Nah, these days. he's um he's been really out of sorts. Um, again, same show. They were highlighting that uh, Darcy Moore just looked all at sea forward. Yeah, which look you can 
Like we, we talked about this last week yeah. that you can sort of probably feel for him. Like yeah. he's back, he's forward, he's back, he's forward. Just pick and stick with one. Pick and stick. Yep. No, I um, so look, the Pies that they look like the second worst team in the comp. Yep. I yeah. On, I don't reckon that on the in that game. We only saw the KM in a little bit of analysis, but yep. and they also lost Taylor Adams. Yeah, who's um, gone down with a knee, I believe. Yep. So he I believe I'm just trying to find it now, is set to be evaluated. Yep. But on it, he is medial ligament, yep. five to seven weeks. So he's out for a, a fair while. Yep. Um, and Jeremy Howe's still out, so one of the key backmen. Mason Cox could return this week, um, but is yeah still, you know, I don't I don't really rate Mason Cox. No, he's a he's big he's a big fella, and sure enough, he takes a grab. He's good kick. He's done well for himself coming from a completely foreign Absolutely. country to a foreign Absolutely. game. Absolutely, but. I think I think everything's starting to get past him a little bit, mm. um, and they know how to play him a bit more. He's I'd, not fast. Mm. He's not like terribly athletic, mm. he, but he's just tall and yeah. quite strong. He needs good delivery to come into. Oh yeah, line, though, and they're just not getting that. Um, no. I nearly picked, nearly picked the pies. I went oh, and then I nearly picked him, and then I went nah, actually, thank just God sons, just <laughs> thanks <laughs> thank God, God I would have had two of nine if I had of. I think I I think I made your second guess there. You went, yeah. Oh, I think I'm gonna go with the pies, and I was like, oh, you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now this is a big result from this next game. GWS Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, in Adelaide, uh, GWS won by sixty-seven points. Absolutely pumped them. Yeah. They did. They did. Now I'm gonna say one thing. Adelaide kicked four fifteen for the game. That's horrible. Especially when only two weeks ago we were marvelling at how straight they were kicking against Hawthorne when they kicked 13 goals straight at halftime or something. Yeah. yeah. But 4-15. But even still, the Giants kicked 15-16. So the yeah. Giants have had 31 scoring shots as well. So yeah. They should have probably kicked yeah, 150 yeah. points. Yeah. Um, but it was like the Giants got a few back. Um, they had... I know Taranto went really well. I know Hopper went really well. Jesse um, Hogan. Jesse Hogan, first game in. Four goals and one. Look, maybe that could be... Because that... Like, they need a replacement for Cameron. Oh, don't um, ever. And the forward line, like... It's been okay, but only because Toby Green has been playing unbelievable footy and kicking five goals as a medium-sized forward. But they need that replacement and... They've kept uh, who we're talking. They've kept Hogan in the in the twos for a little bit, giving him a few games to sort of get his confidence back. He's come in, kicked four, looked really dangerous. Yeah. Um. So when like up the top of the tree, it's Taranto, Kelly, Whitfield was back, big yep. in, Hopper. Yeah, um, they play well with Whitfield. Just yep. that like a little bit of composure. Just on class. That yeah. 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 Um, yeah, classy, classy uh, game from the Giants. Um, they seem to be that stick around kind of team, a bit like Essendon. Uh, but, you know, I don't have hopes or I don't think they're going to make finals yep. still. Um, you never know, this, it's still pretty early in the season. Yep. They could string together six or seven wins and all of a sudden be a threat. Well, Brownie but, wasn't writing them off. Jonathan Brown wasn't writing them off. But no, they've got a lot of work to do. But they you, do. when they play footy like that, it's like, oh, this is the Giants footy that we've come to expect. Like yep. they can play 
classy, fast, slick-looking footy. Yeah, yeah, um, And what that means for the Crom, I'm not really sure. Hey, like I thought, I thought they uh, might be off game again. I'm gonna go with off game. Yeah, look, Adelaide are gonna still be, you know, that eight, nine, ten, yep. eleven kind of spot. I don't think they're gonna make much of an impact post-season. Still um, a big improvement from last year. Mate, like, you know, they're strides. The fact, the fact that we're even considering that, like, that's an off game. And yeah. That, like, that's a really bad off game. They've come yeah. a long way, but... Yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm the same as what I was with the dogs. I'm not... Oh, sorry, I rephrase that. I'm disappointed. We shouldn't lose, lose, lose by 67 to GWS. Yeah. Um, narrow that down to 30 points. You probably go, oh yeah, we just had enough game. Yeah, um, they played very well. Yeah, which they did. You've got to give credit where credit's due. GWS played well. They back to their style of footy. Yep. Um, it's exciting. The the Giants are young, a very young team mm. uh, with some fairly inexperienced leadership in, in the mix. absolutely, and absolutely. It's a it's a kind of team that you feel for, and you kind of you know. Oh, I hope the Giants go well this week. Um, but Adelaide's in the same boat. so And it's good to see from a Giants perspective that it's blokes like Hopper and Taranto who are mm. at that top of the tree because they're that yeah. like they're that 23-24 age group where they need that big improvement from. They can't rely on um, like your Cal Wards and your Phil, well, Phil Davis has been out for a fair while now. Yeah. You can't rely on these players to win your games consistently now. So yeah. they need that improvement from... Like through those mid-range players, definitely. So they're stepping up, which is good. Definitely. Now, Parks, do you mind if I just read you a couple of direct quotes from our podcast uh, last week regarding St Kilda? Please. Impossible to pick. Unpredictable. Saints probably win this by ten goals, but I'm picking Hawthorne. Okay, I want to clarify that was Tom. <laughs> That was all that, that, that was mine. That, that was my perspective. I'm going to also go, like, I'm also going to say, I said that the Saints were unpredictable, they're unpickable. Yes. Due to the fact that you can't ever bank on them being a good enough side. They are the most volatile stock that, yeah. on the market. Like, you cannot pick it. Cannot pick them. Anyway. They decided to turn up. They decided to turn up. You didn't pick them. No. So let's let's backtrack two seconds. We both tipped Adelaide in the last game, so yep. we're now one from three, yep. both of us. Um, moving on to our fourth game, Tom has gone with Hawthorne. I've gone, stuff it. I'm just going with. I, I'm going to pick him. You just pick him. You, you, you toss the coin. Toss the coin. I don't even know if I did that. I just said, look, I'm going with them. I'm not even <laughs> second guessing myself. I'm going with them. And boy, oh boy, did they deliver. They kicked well too. Nineteen fourteen. That's a big score. That's a big score. Yeah, one hundred and twenty-eight um, points. Yeah, and which I tell you what, I love. I love seeing in this game at the moment. Um, we'll get onto that yep. into you know a couple of games time. But St Kilda just blew Hawks out. The Hawks have been looking fairly consistent um, and just kind of sticking around. Like they challenged Dad's army there for a little bit. Um, but oh yeah, I don't know. They. They still lack a little bit of experience, and when you've got big dum dum, big boy McAvoy as your skipper, it's it's pretty hard to be confident. Um, Tom Mitchell with his thirty eight disposals, twenty five of them yeah. handballs. It's kind of like oh. not not the impact player, but from a St Kilda perspective, it's Higgins has kicked four, 
Butler's kicked three. Jones has kicked two. So there. Jones kicked two with 37 disposals. That's, that's a big game. game. Didn't we write him off last week, Zach Jones? Possibly. I think, we <laughs> I think I did. I, every single person I write off, every single team, they come back and prove me wrong. So yeah. uh, Port Adelaide are not going to win a game for the rest of the year and are no chance of uh, winning the flag. <laughs> Hopeful. Um, um, but they've bought Higgins, Butler, Jones in the last two years, and for them to combine as smalls for what's that nine goals? Yep. From their nineteen, you're pretty impressed by that. Yep. Um, whichever King brother plays for him, kicked a couple. Memory kicked a couple. Marshall a couple. So that's Ben, mate. It is Ben. Mm. No, it's it? not it's Max. No, it's Max. Definitely Max. <laughs> Oh. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, they're the same person. Doesn't matter. Oh. Pretty sure the same dude just runs from one team to the other. Possibly. Um, but yeah, the Saints. So I don't know. We'll get to tips later, but I wonder if they'll decide to rock up next round. Yeah. So I've jumped ahead there. I've gone to two from four. Tom is still one from four. 25% shooting. Sounds a bit like your three point average. <laughs> if I go 25%, I'll take that, actually, I'll yeah, take I that absolutely. Um, next game we had Brisbane Port Adelaide. <sighs> yeah, disappointed in this one. Hey, disappointed Tom, in this just one. open your cut up and just pour a bit of vodka in there. Yeah. How does that feel? Rub some salt. Um, Brisbane, Brisbane decided to show up. Yeah, they had look. Port had Boke was a late out, but Brisbane also had Lockie Neal, so you can argue that that cancels each other out. Yeah. However, um, on that topic. Poor Lockie Neal. Lockie Neal's taken the the synesmosis oh, injury. Yeah, yeah, so okay. six to seven weeks. Ooh. That's the dreaded synesmosis in AFL football, which seems so, to be really, really hard to get right. It's it's just so common, like mm. nowadays. Like, I mean, so much pressure on their ankles and boots becoming lighter and. Mate, like, everyone just needs to invest in career savers. Just career savers. The best what, thing ever. My Achilles is. Bi- Pulling up sore, and I, mate, you, you got to treat savers. yourself. You've got yeah. to treat yourself to the career savers because you want look longevity, support. Just get them. The it's Asics. Just, you just like Asics. What are they? Gel lethal or something? I don't. You turn from a twenty-two-year-old into a thirty-two-year-old automatically. You just add. Mate, like I've been a, ten years. I've been a thirty-two-year-old since I was fourteen, so That's it doesn't true. matter. Yeah. See, I've, I'm rocking the white and orange Nikes, mm. and although I play fullback, I look fast. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm I'm kind of taking it. I'm going the opposite venue. Like, I'm not worried about longevity. I just want to look fast while I'm still half fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fair. Fair. Um, like anyway, back to back to the topic. Yeah, Lockie Neal's got synesmosis, um, so that adds a massive injury to Brisbane's. Already pretty depleted list. I think a real a real game breaker in this is that Charlie Cameron stepped up and really performed. He's Wasn't. kicked four goals. Charlie's been really really quiet yep. um, this last few uh, these last few weeks. They're trying to get that forward line to work with yep. Danaher coming in. They've yep. got Nick Stay is the other main one, um, yep. but they're just trying to get it all to work. And I think Cameron has gone forward a bit more, so playing that bit deeper. Yeah, that's where he played his best footy. Like, was it last year or the year before that he had an absolute breakout season? Year before, year before. and because he was pretty much playing as a small forward, yep. but at that full forward role, pretty much had the fifty to himself. Yeah, 
Uh-uh. And just like you put him there, it's a bit like they were talking about West Coast, where they keep their forwards deep. Yeah. So they're electric when the ball comes down there. Yeah. They don't work up the ground or anything. Yeah. Do that with Charlie Cameron. I'm taking him one on one every day oh. of the week against his yeah. opponent. Doesn't matter. Like he's got such good spring that he can pretty much yeah. bring anything to ground. Yeah. And, and when he's up. confident, and then when he's got that confidence and swagger, oh. like. Good luck trying to stop him. Yeah. Um, we were talking about uh, Flash Freddy, mm. that really quick um, yep. dude for Port Adelaide. He was in his second game. And the dude's quick. Like, yeah. he moves. And Charlie Cameron burnt him yeah. back towards the goals there um, in this. I saw a replay of one of his goals. And just, like, put five meters on him. Yeah. And this dude is quick. So when Charlie's up and Charlie's confident, all of a sudden Brisbane look... Like that dangerous attacking team. Again. Brisbane, Brisbane were good. Well, I watched the mini replay, KO yeah. mini replay, um, and like, I'm not gonna lie, I was excited watching Charlie Cameron kick those goals. It's it's really good to see him back to his confident self, enjoying his footy uh, and playing good footy. Like that was a good game for him. He kicked four four. Like it easily have had five or six, um, and Brisbane, yeah, Brisbane look damaging when he's playing well yeah Joe Danaher doesn't need to play like that like Lance Franklin to kick five yeah he just needs to bring the ball to ground take a couple aerial marks yep. beat his man one on one and you laugh and the other Brisbane. thing that Joe does is he kicks big long range goals yeah which like getting those inside 50s nowadays when defensive teams generally set up so well like yep. inside that defensive 50 Joe can take a mark at 50, 52 metres out yeah. and go back and put that through. Yeah. Like, similar to what Buddy can do when he's on, similar to what Tex can do when yeah. he's on. It's just such a, like, such a weapon to be able to actually kick those long-range goals. Yeah. Well, um, even just the idea that he can work up the ground a bit more, which yeah. leaves Charlie Cameron back to his original role that he was yeah. adept to. Absolutely. With, as a full forward and only that 50. Yeah. So, Brisbane have got the tools to, yep. to do it. Yeah, they've just got to do it. Yeah, um, and, and look, that we, we've out. seen a bit. And look, I'd imagine Port had a bit of an off day as Port well. Did have an off day, um, yeah. Which, as we say, happens. Yeah, everyone's going to have off days from time to time. But look, um, Brisbane are on now. Just an interesting one. I'm just looking through the AFL match report, and mm. one of the headings is "Is Charlie Cameron footies Adam Gilchrist?" And I'm like, what? That's interesting. Um, so one of Charlie, so one of Charlie's goals that was initially given the yep. goal, he just sheepishly sort of just signaled to the umpire that I think that was actually touched. So even though the umpire hadn't called for a review, the poor player was saying he touched it, and yeah. Charlie said, "Yeah, I think that's probably worth a check. I think he's probably touched it." So um, it showed showed that it was right, and it was signaled a behind. Um, Port kicked it back in, so it was somewhat reminiscent of. Uh, Obviously, Gilly, who was famous for walking, famous for his yeah. sportsmanship, and walked in the World Cup semi-final after, before being given out. Um, so yeah, there's there's a little tidbit for you. Well, you know what? Good on him. Yep. But I reckon he'd just be like Goodsy, the same thing. Just like here, umpies, I'm giving you this one. Give me one next. <laughs> <laughs> just put it in the bank. <laughs> just put it in the yeah, bank. Please. Get some credits. No, I like it. I like it. Um, all right, moving on to. The Bloods. Yeah. Tell you what, if you're a Geelong supporter and you come up to me and say anything about Jeremy Cameron's non-15-metre kick, <laughs> go home and have a cry. 
it was, wasn't a wasn't a kick. It was twenty one point six meters. Yeah, and how often does an umpire go? Hang on, blow the whistle. I just need to measure this out to check that I didn't stuff it up. But also, how often do you see six to eight meter kicks being called a mark? Exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> you cannot. I literally get saw what I saw one in the replay, and the dudes like I think it was a Geelong player or a Swans mm. player. Doesn't matter, but. They've kicked it, like, it would have been lucky to be eight metres. No, Mark, no worries. It's yeah. just like, it's funny what a bit of, well, it's funny what pressure does to sportsmen oh. in, in moments. Some stand up, some crumble, just make crazy errors. We saw I it. Think, I think the umpire just did the same, just went, oh, oh no, not 15. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what? Well, I suppose as an umpire too, like, you can't, processing your mind in a pressure situation like that quick enough whether that's 15 metres from where he was to yep. where the ball's gone you've just got an idea in your head like I've got a radius and that's yep. Yep. 15 metres yep. from what I'm used to yep. and that gets thrown out by you walking back further oh. and all. it's it's a tough gig but like we've seen it in games we saw it in the first game of the year or something like that where it was a, a free kick wasn't paid mm. for Holding hold the ball, the ball. Right yeah, yeah. Square. yeah. It's blatant holding the ball, but it wasn't called. So there's no no point getting angry about it. Like, yes, Ge- can... Geelong. It was literally it was Geelong. Like, yeah. uh, Brisbane should have got that free kick. Yeah, should have kicked the goal from the goal square, and Geelong lose. Yeah, this one went against Geelong. Look what comes and goes. Yeah, um, exactly. And also, Cameron marked it like next to the point post. Mm. It would have been a hell of a kick and I think the siren probably would have went by the time he actually kicked it. Yeah. So that's a two in ten kick, really. Um yeah. but it look, is what it is. The Swans good kicking is good football. Kick fourteen, 14 six. six to twelve sixteen. Yeah. Like that's twenty eight scoring shots to twenty. Kick the ball straight and you don't worry about it. Yeah. Um yeah. Like Cat should have won. Yeah, they should have won. Um, but that's footy. And I, you know, I was, I think I was right in saying that I reckon the Swans are two weeks, two weeks off. Mm. Uh, I reckon they're going to bring the young guns back in yeah. and just play fast footy and yeah. it's going to burn Dad's army. I, I just reckon that... One Mark Parks. Yeah, I just... And you convinced me to pick Swans. I was nearly leaning towards the Cats, but... I just... The Cats have so many question marks for both mm. of us, which probably means they're going to go on and shit in the grand final. Yeah. Based off most of our predictions. But I don't know. They're just... They're slow. They're old. I don't know. But Tommy Papley, I I reckon he fits into the Toby Green mould oh, a no, little man. bit. Like, he does. You he either does. love him or you absolutely hate him. He but does. He's, mate... He kicks big goals. And he gets the boys up and about, and he's a really, really good small forward. Like, uh, yeah, like I, I agree with you. Even being a Swan supporter, like I love Tommy Batley. Mm. I'll say it every day of the week, but that's because I'm a Swan supporter. It's like my brother loves Toby Green. I hate Toby Green. Yeah, Ben's a, exactly, a GWS exactly. Supporter. Yeah, but you can't deny the fact, regardless of who you go for. Yeah, Toby Green's a superstar. Yes. Tom Patley is a superstar. Charlie Cameron's a superstar. They're yep. all like all those yep. small forwards are superstars. And it is such a hard trade to ply. Like oh. to to like it's such a hard thing. There's so many limited opportunities. And think of the goals that like they kick. 
so many of them are like pressured snaps or they're from the boundary yeah. and they make it look easy and you expect them to kick it. Yeah. But anyone else, you're like, like even that snap of Papley's, it was a great opportunist and he made the contest before, followed it up, got the handball, had half a second to snap it over his shoulder. Like most people aren't going to kick that. Yeah. half the time at best but you just see Papley you see yeah. Cameron you see Green you're like yeah they kick it yeah exactly like, so and one of the interesting ice. things with um with this game too is I think you'll find like going through the disposal um like Geelong have had the majority of the football for mm. this game like so the only people that lost that game were Geelong yeah in my absolutely eyes. absolutely and so like you know Top three ball getters were all Geelong, um, and then the next three after one of Sydney's yep. were all Geelong. So, you know, they were out to a good lead as well. Like yep. they're sort of early in the third. Um, look, and I think as an experienced team, like that's a win that Geelong must win. Yeah. Like once you get out to that lead, they have to be experienced enough to hold on to them. They can't be losing them. No, they can't. Whereas you might expect that from from a Swans, for instance. They get mm. out to a 20-point lead, but you know they make a few errors. They get a bit flustered. But yeah. again, I reckon they're... Like, the Swans are almost put in a position where they had to go, we have to just go for it here. Because yeah. there's no point. Like, you're better off losing by 50. Yeah, exactly. Um, Trying to take the game play, on play then you're not game. giving yourself a chance to win it and well, you're going to lose it by three goals anyway that's what I was going to say is a young team like Sydney or GWS or something like that they're probably going to go away from their games yep. the old, when they're yep. 20 points up thinking I'm yeah the exactly here. exactly mistakes yep. happen yep. Geelong shouldn't do that no no they should be good enough to do that um, so I we both got that one right yes we I did I thought you I thought you tipped Geelong but you went with me I remember that yep. uh, next game which was probably the shock game of the week uh, did actually oh no Saint, Saints Hawthorne was yeah um, but North Melbourne uh, North Melbourne Melbourne so mm. a bit of a derby there um, the North were leading pretty much the whole game oh, yeah. till about three quarter time yeah where Melbourne kicked a quick couple before the break and then they ran away with it North Melbourne showed signs didn't they they, they showed the first signs half, like, first half it was very, very similar. So remember I was describing that Adelaide game to you where North looked really, really good and then this game sort of leveled up and they still looked all right. Yeah. I, weirdly enough, just started watching this game halfway through the third quarter yeah, and North Melbourne were up by three goals, I reckon. Yeah. But whatever it was, from the second I sat down, Melbourne dominated that game. Yeah. And it was even like 10 minutes into the last quarter, North Melbourne got within seven points or something. Yeah. But the whole time I was just like, nah, Melbourne are going to win this so easy. Like, we, were, we were both sitting there yeah. just thinking like, oh, this is a crappy game of football. We're just mm. watching Melbourne just like make silly turnovers. Yeah. But they've got the ball. But North Melbourne haven't got the ball past halfway. No. Nah. And then you look at the score and you're like, how is that even possible? So, I don't... Like, North must have flown out to it. Well, they had a good second quarter. Half time, they're up to three goals. But like... It was just such a weird game. It and was. Christian Salem, I watched like in a th- I reckon five minute period, he would have had nine or ten touches. 
So like North were obviously playing well up till then, and then they just switched off, and Salem was just cruising around, like literally strolling around half back, just picking up touches at will. Yeah, he's one of the best ball users. You can't be having yeah. that. Cosy Pickett turned it on. He kicked three. Yeah. Bailey Fritch kicked six. Yeah, that's um, big. Which is he could be one of the more underrated and possibly more improved forwards in the game. I reckon. Oh, big time. Um, like it's from there that like. I watched Ben Brown. Ben Brown was mediocre. But yeah. Bailey Fritch just kept popping up and he's such a good shot on goal. Like we talk about good good kicking is good football. Yeah. Bad kicking is bad football. Bailey Fritch kicks goals. Six he gets one. he gets shots within forty meters and yeah. he kicks them. Yeah. Um which he's probably kicks I don't know, I don't have it in front of him, he's probably kicked six one. Yeah. But yeah, if he kicks yeah. three four, then you're like, yeah, oh, he's had an okay game. Yeah. Kicks straight and all of a sudden he's Best on ground. Um, yeah. One of the big ones here was Adam Tomlinson, though, has oh, done his ACL, which is really awful. Yeah. Um, ACLs are a bloody theme for the week as well with the Roosters losing Brett Morris and Lindsay Collins. Mm. We'll get to that later, but um, Tomlinson really found his really found his found himself as that like key defender. Yeah. Um, saw a graphic. He'd lost one of twenty two one-on-one contest for the year. Yeah. Um, so it was in really good form. Had been, yeah, doing really well. So that's the second ACL for the year. Yeah. The, the D's. Um, uh, I think it's Nitschke. Okay. Aaron Nitschke. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say. I don't know. <laughs> I think, but, that's, but I think that's just a little bit of the theme of Melbourne. Like, yeah. Melbourne's just been ordinary since we've been around. So it's kind of like that club that you, unless they're absolutely killing it. Yeah, like you, you still, like, you still, gone. still got question, still got question marks over him. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, they're top of the ladder, and yeah. for the first time since two thousand or something stupid exactly. like that. So, and they're still undefeated. They're, they're still undefeated. They're seven and zero, and they've beat, um, they beat the Richmonds. They beat the yeah, like they've put their foot down. Yeah. They know what they're there, so. And even though they didn't play that well, like they played pretty ordinary for most of that game, they've yeah. still won by thirty points. Yeah. Tick the box, move on. Yeah. Um, Essendon Carlton. This is actually a cracking game. This was an excellent game. And this is the game I was going to say just before. So good to see high scoring games like this. That was probably my favourite game of footy today. Yeah. This year. Yep. Like, just 19 goals 9 to 16 goals 11. It was electric. It was fast. Yep. There was heaps of run off half back. And just like. Adam Adam Saar. Adam Saar killed it. Like, just like. Three, four steps, one yep. bounce, and then just a darting kick that yep. goes from one fifty to the other. A bloke who can create like is that fast can create that much forward momentum. Can like he kicked a really good goal from mm. 55, 60 meters on the run as well. Um, God, it's good to see just open space through the middle and yep. blokes willing to pull off kicks. And these two teams like they both seem to want to run and gun, yep. which. I think that's why that was such an yeah, and so they tied out late as well. Mm. So there was more opportunity for those who could keep going, just yep. keep running and going, and yeah, yeah. And really although Carlton won by sixteen points, I don't think that that probably replicates oh, how was, close it was. There was a goal within it all. Yeah, day. um, Kale yeah. um, <laughs> Hooker. Let's just talk about him for a sec. He just sticks around as that bloke that just is so mediocre but yet turns it on. He Every kicks five goals one. Did he? <laughs> <laughs> Every day he just, he just does something and like 
he'll just do really impressive stuff. Mm. And it's like, that's from Kyle Hooker. And then he'll go back to doing just like, oh, just, just stuff that you're like, oh, how can you do that? Like, yeah, missing he's... shots from straight in front and this sort of thing. But five goals, one, look, maybe he's making... He's been. He's another one who's been thrown back, thrown forward all throughout his career. Yeah. Maybe he's just enjoying a bit of Essendon continuity like up that. forward. Essendon liked all that. I mean, yeah. Michael Hurley who came yeah, in true. forward and true. turned into a f- defender. Um, fella from he plays for St Kilda now. Carlisle. Yeah. Um, Jack yep. Carlisle. He pl- he played forward and then he went back and then he went back forward and now he's playing back for St Kilda. It's just all over the shop, like. They're all Essendon players. Yeah, they are, actually. And so, like, I don't know. That, that was my favourite game of, of the week. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. Look, you can say what you want about the AFL rules and how much they change, and I'm not a huge fan of how often they change it. I don't think yeah. they need to feel as though they want to... I don't think there's a need to change the rules every single year. Mm. However, for the first time ever, these rules changes are working. And they're good, and they're making they're objectively making the game better, more exciting to watch. Just like the NRL did, it was only last year that they started the six again rule, and it made the game a better spectacle. It yep. made it better, more exciting, faster to watch. Yeah. No. Um, look, is that having a bigger impact on injuries and like players and this sort of thing? I don't know, but as a spectator, purely as a spectator. Brilliant to watch. Which, let's be honest, in AFL as a business, is that's what they're... Exactly. About. Exactly. Yeah. So, for, I think for the first time, like Steve Hocking, I think makes the rules, is the general manager of footy yep. or whatever at the AFL. Credit where credit's due. Yep. They've put these rules in and they work. Which we was all sceptical about at the start of the year. I think that uh, we've got to say it for what it's worth and that's that the game's more interesting. These games yep. kind of games where, let's be honest, how often, unless you're a diehard footy supporter... Are you watching an Essendon Carlton oh, game? I have watched game, which they're like, they're not even they're not probably damaging the top eight at this point. No. So it's not a clash of the rounds. But I reckon I've seen over my life so many Sunday afternoon games at the MCG between Essendon Carlton mm. or you know Essendon Carlton someone who's yeah. mediocre, and they're just like meh games, and someone wins by five goals, and it's seventy two to fifty. Yeah. I've watched so many of those games over my like in my life. So to see a Sunday afternoon between two like you know yeah. bottom middle teams, yeah, it's just good to see Sunday Arvo games too. Kind of unless they're exciting like this, they are the games that everyone forgets. Yes, like, yes. Like we're looking through. I was looking through the the fixture there before. Yep. Richmond's got a lot of Friday night games. They're games that you remember absolutely. And there's That's a reason. prime time, baby. There's That's a reason. Time. Thursday, Friday, when blokes, or Friday especially, when you get home from a big week of, of work, work yeah. and you just sit down and watch the footy with yep. your family or yep. your mates or something like that, like, you, you're invested in that game. Yeah, absolutely. Come Sunday, you're like, <sighs> you're just, you, just, want, you're just you're there, it's you're on, you're just letting it wash over you. Yeah. Um, which but, is why, like, how can we not find a game to put on a Thursday night? I don't yeah. know if there's any more Thursday night games scheduled for the season. I but like, it. why is there a need to have five games on a Saturday, <laughs> yeah. of which, like, there's crossovers all throughout the day. Yeah, it's just like the NRL. That's one thing that the NRL has done really well for a long time. 
They've got, there's no crossover game. So if you're watching Fox League, you watch your Thursday night game. There's the early Friday night, so that's 6 o'clock Friday night yep. one, which is good. And then they're late. The late Friday night one, three on Saturday, and then two on Sunday. The thing that it's I, perfect. The only thing I would say with the AFL is obviously an AFL game runs It goes longer. longer. You can't do it as so. cleanly as that. However, no. I think they can do it better. Yep, agreed. But one thing I want to touch on before we move on to the next yep. uh, is how good is Sam Walsh? Yeah. That bloke is an absolute... Seriously good. He is... Uh, he is the real deal and like there's so much talk about that draft yeah. Yeah. with Bailey Smith with Rosie with Jack oh, Lacocious with Isaac Rankin um, I don't know Sam Walsh was taking number one anyway yeah. and a lot of people have been like not sure if they should have gone that way like there's some serious talent should have gone Bailey Smith should have gone Rosie should have gone this nah. Sam Walsh is the best player of that crop right now. Oh, 100%. He is, like, as we said, we touched on it, or we alluded to it last week, that he might be overtaking Cripper. Yeah. He's streaks ahead of Cripper right now. Yeah, right now. He's in form. He's a way better, like, way more in form than Cripper is. Yeah. Um, Smarter player than Cripper, too. I I think think so. I think Cripper's, he's a bull. Yeah. And he's just like, grab the ball, bring it forward. Smart player. Like, he's a good player. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Well, and, like, he's a superstar for Carlton, and I think he's their franchise player, yeah. along with Walsh. Yeah. But Walsh is just so smart with the footy. He runs and runs and runs. One and of those ones, in spots as, as a kid ball. as well, you can imagine Cripps would have been tall and thick, yeah. and he would have always been able to play as a bull. Like, yeah. probably most of his career, just guessing. Yeah. Um, whereas Walsh is that very regular-sized player, would have been... A like relatively small junior, so he's had to learn how to be a really good player. He's got those yep. footy smarts, and he just keeps he just keeps going all day. Just yep. keeps buttering up all day, all day long. Uh, and then we'll move on. Uh, West Coast and Dockers. I don't really want to talk about this game. I didn't see any of this game. <laughs> I all I've taken away from this is that West Coast thumped the other West Coast team. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Um, West Coast forward line's way too good for most back lines in the league. Yes, yes. If their delivery's on, West Coast are very hard to beat. I actually tried to watch this game, but because of the slight COVID outbreak in WA, there was no crowd, which yeah. normally the derby, like, the crowd's huge. Oh, They're right into it. Game. But you could just tell that it was flat and the players were flat. So I watched, like, three minutes of it, and yeah. I just turned it over to something else. I couldn't couldn't watch it. So West Coast won is one by 59. This was a really, like, we were talking about the Dockers and we were like, sort of surprised they were sitting seventh. Mm. But this was a real opportunity for them to maybe cement themselves. Like, go, you know what? We are actually a good team. We can take it up to these, like, West Coast. We still know, we know they're star-studded. But if the Dockers could have bought it to them, but they just didn't. West Coast by 59. And that's all we got. Nat 5 had a pretty off game. Mm. But, um... Anyway, we'll just go quickly before we get anywhere past that. So Tom has gone. Tom and I have both gone Bulldogs. Uh, both at the wrong. Both gone the Suns. Got that right. Uh, both gone the Crom. So we're both at the wrong. Yeah. I went Saints. I you went, went Hawthorne. So yep. you're one from four. I'm two from four. Uh, both went Port. Both went Sydney. So I'm three from six. Yep. You're two from six. Yep. Both went Melbourne. Both went Melbourne. So I'm three from six. Three from, oh, three from seven. Oh, three from seven. Yeah, yeah. Three that, from that seven. makes I'm sense. Four from seven. Yeah. Uh, I went with the Blues. Yeah. 
you went with Essendon. I went with the Eagles. You went I with Freo. God, I can't weird. believe you. That is so <laughs> weird. So we'll I go. don't know what I was thinking there. We'll move on to our tips for next week. Yeah. We'll wrap uh, up AFL while we're going. Oh, yeah. Quickly before we go go on. I My winner for this week was Richmond getting back on the winning trot. Yeah. Uh, betting top side. Yeah. That's a big, big, big effort from Richmond. Um, and my loser is, once again, Collingwood. Collingwood yes. are... Bum, they're yes. bad. Collingwood are also. I'm doing this on the fly. Collingwood are also my loser. I think my winners from the weekend are the Giants. Yeah, I think like yeah, and the, the Lions as well. Lions had a really strong mm. win, but I think mainly the Giants just to show that they get the Whitfield back, they get a little bit of class back, and yep. they can actually like Crom had an off day, whatever, but they can actually be okay. Yeah. Right. Um, um, Tiger Cats. Uh, oh, cracker. Oh. Friday night, a good old-fashioned MCG Friday night cracker. Nah, Tigers got their mojo. Tigers. Tigers. Yeah. Uh, Giants, Essendon. Oh. I reckon Giants at Giants Stadium, provided this uh, East Coast weather clears up and they get a dry deck, I reckon Giants. I'm going to go the Dons. Okay. Yep. Uh, Suns. Suns. Sun, sun. <laughs> Are we flipping the coin? <laughs> Are you going to back St. Kilda two weeks in a row? Can you back St. Kilda two weeks in a row? Sports bet haven't. Looking at it. They've got them as the underdog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to go to the Saints. I'll go Suns then. Go to Saints. Uh, North Collingwood. North Collingwood. Absolute blockbuster. There's been there's four good games and we've got to toss the coin. It's, that's not a good game. But it's I'm going to go with North. I reckon they're going to beat Collingwood. I reckon Collingwood are an absolute shambles at the moment. I reckon that they need to sack Nathan Buckley. Yep. And get some fresh minds in there. They're no good. They've got a five-year rebuild in front of them. Yeah. And I don't think Buckley's the man. They're, they're, not, they're not good enough. And I reckon North showed glimpses against the top side. Let's just remember that. Yeah. That was the top side. Collingwood haven't been able to show it against anyone. Yeah. And... I reckon North are going to get there. I think I'm going to go Pies, yeah. but mark my words, if Pies don't win this, Buckley could be gone before the end of the fortnight. He could go within two weeks. I reckon if he doesn't win this on the weekend, he's yeah, yeah. out the door. Because the media backlash, the papers will just be fooled front to back yeah. with Collingwood suck content. Yeah. So... Agreed. I'm going to go pies, but yeah. Uh, probably should record what we're actually tipping. Yeah, that would be a good idea. That would be a good um, idea. Uh, Melbourne, Melbourne Sydney, I'm going to back the Swamp. Uh, I know Melbourne, they're top side and they're bloody good, but I'm staying loyal to my team. Yeah. I'm going to back the Swamp. I'm going to go Melbourne at the G. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not arguing that. I think that they'll probably pull through, but I like the fast pace of Swans and I reckon Melbourne are due for a loss. Yep. Showdown Saturday night, Port, Crows, Port. Port, I think. Port will bounce back. Port will bounce back. Hawthorne, Eagles. Don't you dare pick Hawthorne. Eagles. Eagles. Uh, Dogs, Carlton. Dogs, Carlton. Dogs. Yeah. And Lions, Dockers. This would be a good game, I reckon. But uh, Lions at the Gabba. Lions at the oh, Gabba. I had the Gabba, true, didn't it? Uh, yep. But no looking Neil. Drop that out, so. Nah. Lions would be, Lions would be too good, I think. <laughs> yep. Okay. NRL. NRL. Now, we probably haven't done as much, as always, we haven't done as much um, research into the NRL. No. However, 
couple of notable well a notable story out of today is that Xavier Coates um, has been has signed with the Storm so yet another Brisbane junior has been poached um, it's not confirmed yet so if you oh hasn't it, it hasn't oh, I thought it was yet. I thought it was pretty well confirmed no I'm fairly sure that he's I think it was a verbal okay I'm going to play with Storm but, okay uh, I tell you what, Storm just going to stick around forever. They're never going to be back. Storm? <laughs> Why? And Craig Bellamy has been coaching for 20 years. 20 Jesus. years. Yeah. Um, who's the most famous coach you can ever remember? Off the top of my head, Lee Matthews. But... Lee Matthews. Okay. Google how long um, Lee Matthews was coach of West... Uh, coach of... What's it called? Uh, he coached. Where is it? So the one that I the one that sprung to mind for me was Sir Alex Ferguson, who yep. was the Manchester United head manager for from nineteen eighty six to two thousand and thirteen, which is a very very long time. Oh. So that's crazy. And that's in the EPO as well. So that's 26, 27, 28, yeah, years, right. something like that. He's the most, prob- probably the most famous coach ever. I'm going to yeah. throw it out there. Bellamy's been doing at this cave for 20 years now. And he just seems like he can just keep getting it done. Yeah. Like you never hear any rumblings that he won't be head coach of Melbourne. No. Unless Brisbane are going to try and poach him, but he just keeps on keeping on, just keeps getting good players in. Um, yeah, exactly. They've they will lose Adokar, so it'll pretty much just be whatever Adokar's contract is right now. Coates will probably just pick up, and oh, they'll just so. keep on being good for again another ten years. Yeah, no, they, like I mean, Xavier Coates isn't the caliber of player that Adokar is on that wing, but he's still bloody. He, he could be though. He could he be could. He's only 20 or 21 Yeah he is yeah. Um, So that's another one to add to uh, Who's the kid who's killing it at um, Killing it at, at the Roosters now um, Sam Walker oh, He yeah. was another Broncos junior So there's <laughs> heaps of Broncos juniors Who are just like kicking around And Broncos oh, look like they're on the front foot With like trying to sign players at the moment well, they, and they actually That's, got Xavier Coates uh, Xavier Coates they got Katoni Staggs today yeah. so they've locked him in for a bit longer there was rumblings that he might leave too but yeah, he signs until 2025 that's a big contract yeah um, and then Origin is a, is just over a month away as well yeah, so for that. if you um, want to get in touch with us a bit of correspondence over who you reckon might be in the Origin team the Every NRL news article is going to be whether New South Wales go Pappenhausen, Tedesco, Turbo, even Latrell's in that yep. sort of fullback yeah. conversation or how they're going to fit those four plus more yep. into that back line. Definitely. Um, and look, they'll be absolutely stacked and they'll probably still lose to a Queensland side. That's oh, suck. So. But um, I'm, I reckon that next week we actually do that yeah. as part of the section. We actually yep. name a squad. So I only just looked that up, but I think it's June 9 or thereabouts. June 8 is the first game, so we'll get something together for that. Yeah, agreed. If you've got any suggestions, write in. Definitely. Um, Thursday night. Thursday night, we had the Raiders and the Rabbits. The Wabbits. Uh, That was a good game, but 
the Wabbits were way too good. I think, like we said this last week, that the, some of these games are tight. Some of these games are close. Yeah. But the better team just wins. But they win, yeah. The better team just wins. Like, Raiders were good, and uh, Jack White actually had two tries, like rightfully disallowed for obstruction yeah. in the last five minutes. But that would have brought them within a, like within six points. But again, the Rabbits are just too good. They hold on. Mm. Get the job done. Yeah. Um, uh, Benji didn't score his triple like you said. Yeah. Um, didn't score at all. Alex Johnson <laughs> had, a, had a double. Yeah. Um, AJ just scores for fun. He does. He had a had a big game. Yeah. It was everywhere, actually. Defensively, is very good, too. Yeah. Um, anything else to add, Dylan? Uh, nah. No, I'm, I'm just, a little just, bit just happy to chalk up another chalk up another rabbits win. I'm I'm a little bit naive in the whole NRL stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit. I've been I've been I've watched a bit. You, um, you've been helping me along. Yeah, definitely. That's all right. I've Coming been, up to Wollongong definitely helped me. I've been I bring nothing to the NBA, so it's only yeah, fair that I carry it for this one. Um, the Storm forty fourteen over the Sharks again. The first twenty minutes, half hour of this match. Yeah, it was. Game on. Sharks look like they've rocked up to play. Yeah. Storm 40-14. Yeah. Like, it's just... I don't know. Now, this next one, the Bronx and Titans. <laughs> this game, I believe the Titans got out to a 22-0 lead yeah. just before halftime. Bronx then stormed back and have won at 36-29. They had four in the first 13 minutes. Yep. Uh, um, yep. Titans. Um Three of them converted. Yep. Uh, and then by uh, half time, yeah. they Broncos four. had bought it back. That scored four. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then uh, just looking, Titans didn't score again until the 68th minute. Yep. Um, and Broncos had two second half plus a cup, a lot of conversions. They, they hit all their conversions. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, it was probably one of those games that. Was up in the air. Yeah, we've all we've been saying the last couple of weeks. Where the what? Where have the Titans come from? Because yeah, they've just gone like they're like Gold Coast. They've just come out of nowhere and they're all yeah. of a sudden they're good. Yeah, and all off the back of David Fafita, just yeah. killing it. Like yeah, he's like he is genuinely killing it. He's a genuine superstar. Yeah, um, but you know Broncos had a good win. They yeah. won't win this week. No, <laughs> no they won't. They won't. And that's just um, basically how much I take out of that. Panthers 28-16 over the Sea Eagles. So in Bathurst, in good conditions in Bathurst, in front yeah. of uh, nearly 6,000 people. Again, I reckon Tommy Turbo has had a plus 30 effect on oh, the Sea Eagles that, here. Because I think nil. with I think it would have been near 50 nil without Tommy Turbo. He was like, again, just watch the replay. But my Lord, he he's a gun. He's yeah, such a he good player. A gun. and. Listen to the Hello Sport podcast for one of the first times ever. And they literally just raved on and on and on about Tommy mm. for 40 minutes. Yeah. And when you watch him play, you can sort of like, as merely diehard, you can sort of imagine where they're coming from. Like oh, he is, he is so such good. a good player. And if yeah. he can stay fit, then that might be someone that they can actually build around. Yeah. However, he just needs to stay on the park. Well, I think if Tommy Turbo stays on the park and he plays Origin, I think New South Wales win. Yeah. I think if they doesn't, I reckon Queensland, Queensland win. That, that, that's good. That's going to be my 
That's my status as a duck. Yeah, um, yeah, a month out from Origin. Is Daily Cherry Evans talking moving clubs? I think I saw something this week that Daily Cherry Evans was saying that he's realistic in the fact that he's getting older yeah. and that is he in the next Manly Premiership window? Possibly not. So, so they might want to move him on and bring someone a bit younger. But again, there's not really there's not really star halves coming through outside of Cleary. Mm. Cleary is pretty much the only number seven that I can think of off the top of my head that you're like, this dude is under 25 yeah. and he is going to be like a superstar yeah. for the next decade. There's not many others on the market. Um, yeah. No, agreed. But in that, like Chad Townsend has signed with the Cowboys yeah. for two million over three years and he's a decent player but yeah. he's 30 years old and a bit meh yeah. and the the talk is that Adam Reynolds might sign with the Sharks for, he has I don't know if it's been confirmed oh, okay. yet yeah. but apparently the talk is like two and a half million over three years like yeah, it's a big money. money he's a very good player like very good player love him at the bunnies he does a great job controlling that team he's got a great yeah. kicking game but he's over 30. Yeah, he's getting And on. his best foot is behind him. Cronulla are chucking a lot into this fellow, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, well. Anyway, uh, Eels whack the Bulldogs because the Bulldogs suck and the Eels are okay. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> Roosters, the Roosters... Whack the Knights. 38-4 over the Knights, but the huge... Well, the first big takeaway is that Sam Walker, he is actually the half that's going to come through and could be a superstar. There was yep. huge talk of him, yep. um, but he has been, he starred in this game. Yeah. And definitely. he's an 18-year-old kid who, the Knights aren't that good, but they've still no. got decent enough players. They've still got Ponga. They've still got Tyson Frizzell. Yeah. But he starred, so he could be the next superstar. But unfortunately, the takeaway was that their uh, main prop Lindsay Collins and obviously legend of the game Brett Morris have mm. both done their ACLs yep. and looks as though Brett Morris that's career done well yeah I mean like the only probably thing that yeah look at is he's in career form yes like yes both of them are at 34 and like, and like <laughs> yeah and like does he go into question with being like one of the best Outside, yeah, players of yep. all time. Yeah, well, I yeah. think I think he probably does. Um, just a quick bit more on this. I'm like heartbreaking, obviously. Yeah, his dad, Steve Morris, who's a St George legend, described it as like having a death in the family. Like, yeah, they're distraught. You could see brother Josh like holding him after the game. Like, yeah, it's terrible. Knew it's probably over. This dude has played 278 games since 2006. 278 NRL games. Yeah. Represented Australia 18 times. Represented New South Wales 15 times. Yeah. Um, widely regarded, I believe, as like we're both rugby league relative newcomers, but yeah. we believe it is widely regarded as one of the best blokes yeah. getting around and look could well be one of the, you know, just like one of the best wing centers who's, you know, come along for a long time. So Yeah, exactly. Congratulations on an excellent career. Um, and yeah, hope he, hope yeah. He, um, his recovery is all speedy. And yeah, well, yeah, and absolutely. And because like, there's there's life outside of football. There well. is life outside of um, football. I don't think anything's been guaranteed. Um, but I hope the 
hope the bloke gets yep. through his, yep. his surgery and everything yep. all well and, and good. Kayama High School uh, graduate yep. with Brett and Josh Morris. So, yep. yeah, at 34, you'd have to think. And so, what does this mean for the Roosters? Can yeah. they, do they have the depth in the hour? We've already, like, they've already had Kiri out for yep. the year. And then they bring, um, they bring Walker, who's this Walker in yep. and he's killing it. Yeah. Like, you're like, shit, maybe they can cover for that. But, yep. Uh, Collins is one of their big go forward men, and Brett Morris is obviously the classy outside back that we know, yeah. and in as good a form as he ever has been. Oh, that's the thing. It's uh, like it's, that's it. There's some huge holes to cover for the Roosters. Can they keep doing it? I don't know. Tedesco's got some concussion issues as well. Should be okay, but Tedesco has the most broken nose I've seen. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe ever. Maybe ever. <laughs> he, yeah, he looks like he's had a few concussions too. Yeah, poor fella. But yep. yeah, um, yeah, you know, like Brett Morris is probably arguing a, a an origin spot. There yeah, for a while. Yeah, like at thirty four. Yep. Like it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, unreal. Um, so yeah, speedy speedy recovery for him. Let's see how the Roosters go next week. I don't know who they've got next week, but um, Pricey can write in and tell us who's gonna. Who's going to cover their spots? Oh, and how no, they're going to will. <laughs> how they're going to still win it? And his old man, I'm going, going uh, elsewhere. Might see his old man at some date. He might message in and say, "Oh, boys, this is what's going to happen." Yeah, He'll, so. they'll, they'll still have they'll still have hope. Um, they'll have a little. The now. Warriors beat the Cowboys, which twenty four twenty, which is um, don't know, don't care. Yeah, don't know, don't care. Um, and I don't think any listeners really will either. Um, and then the Dragons lost to the Tigers at home in Wollongong. Which, we'll go back to our quotes and say... My quote, when I tipped... Please don't. Yeah, <laughs> please don't go Tigers. They are not good. <laughs> so where that puts Dragons, I'm not sure. They had a key injury. Zach Lomax went down <clears> the <throat> game with a thumb, um, which hurts them for sure. Yeah. Um, but they were poor. Yeah, they were poor. So my loser for the week, it's got to be the Dragons. Yeah, that's a poor, 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 poor loss for them. Um, and the winner is going to be the Broncos. That's a big win for them. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, going to be short lived, but good on them. <laughs> I'd have to nearly agree with you. I think yeah. um, that was a really impressive win from the Bronx. Um, I mean, you look through it, and other than those two, like. Are you shocked by anything else? No, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it is so predictable. So predictable. Let's let's see how predictable it can be. So, like, our, our tips, uh, I had six from eight, Tom had five from eight. So Well, maybe it's not quite as predictable, but the you, ones that we missed I think you were, had the Cowboys, I had the, the Warriors. Cowboys. The difference. And yeah. we both and tipped the Titans and... Both. The Dragons both we didn't get, but... the Dragons, yeah. None of them are really, like... Like... Mm. They don't really... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Thursday night, tomorrow night, could be a cracker. Rabbitohs, oh, Storm, um, Thursday night footy. This could be genuine. Oh, I'm going. Oh, this, this is the match of the round, straight up. I'm going with Storm. You are going Storm? Well, back my rabbits. Yeah. But look, Storm are a class act. How they're still fifth, I don't know. But I swear they just. I no, swear they're good. always sort of like they'll be fifth, sixth, seventh, bit like Richmond. Yeah, but you're always like you're worried about. I still you don't want to come up against. You get them. you get first final against them and you, yeah. you're quaking in your boots. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm gonna go rabbits, but storm huge chance. Panthers, sharks, Pan- Panthers, Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
This they could played be... them last week. Panthers, Sharks. Oh, no, no. no Storm, Sharks. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then Eels, oh, Roosters. So Eels, Roosters. This could be another cracking game. So finally, some good games. It's what we've been crying yeah. out for for the last month. Um, I reckon... I reckon the Eels. The Eels should win. I'm going with the Eels as well. But the Eels should win. But I wouldn't be surprised if Roosters beat them to yeah. 34-4 again. Yeah, sorry, Price. I'm going with the Eels. Uh, Raiders, Knights, Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Raiders were probably like, you know, a couple of stiff calls. Like yeah. Fair calls, but stiff calls. Yeah. Um, off band up there with Rabbitohs, which... Yeah. And it seems like in the first three games of the round that every team that's you're worried about, yeah. or that like you've got any interest in, have probably already played. Yeah. So now Tigers, Titans, probably Titans. Man, no, I'm going to Titans. Cowboys, Bronx. Um, I don't like the Broncos, so I'm going to go Cowboys. Oh, about the Broncos, just give them a little bit. Of uh, Eagles, Warriors. I reckon Eagles. I'm going to I reckon Tommy Turbo, Tommy Turbo runs just to carry him home. And Dragons, Bulldogs. <sighs> Dragons cannot lose this game. If, if Dragons lose, you're a little bit like. If, if Dragons lose, put a line through their season. They're yeah. not going to do anything. Yeah, they're the remotely. Comment, yeah, yeah. Well, the NRL. The Bulldogs are the North Melbourne of the yeah. NRL. So if the Dragons lose, they're not going to do anything in September in finals time. No. They won't do anything. No. So that's that. Agreed. All right. One more quick. Well, last one that I've got. Um is the IPL. So the Indian Premier League, yep. the showpiece cricket event, showpiece domestic cricket event yep. in the world has been postponed indefinitely. India is seeing 380,000 new COVID cases a day. Oh, that's great. Like 4,000 people dying a day. They've literally, they've run out of oxygen. They've run out of hospital beds. They're burning bodies in the street. It is Genuinely, the definition of Grim City, mm-hmm. and finally they've pulled. Ah, uh, the so they had the COVID. They had an IPL bubble, um, yep. the same bubble setup that we saw all last that we've seen the last twelve months. Yeah, um, that got breached. People uh, inside the IPL bubble were getting had got tested positive for COVID. Yep. Um, and apparently, Mister Cricket, our favourite player ever, Mike Hussey. Yeah, maybe outside Pete Siddle, but. Our favourite player ever, Mike Hussey, has reportedly tested positive for COVID. Um, so I've just read just before that Cricket Australia have put in a like plan to yep. try and get all of them home as quickly as possible. We're talking players like Cummins, Warner, Smith, um, legends like Mr. Cricket, like um, Ricky Ponting. Is Bing over there? Bing is probably over there. All yeah. these sort of people. Um, but, yeah, so they're trying to get them all home. Yeah. The government's saying no, which is, you know, just to throw it out there, interesting that they've uh, that they've said no, no one from India can come back. And yet we were seeing similar things in America about six months ago, and they yeah. had no problems with people coming in and out of America. Yeah. Anyway, nothing to do with skin colour, I'm sure. But, no. Um, the Cricket Australia reckon they've got a plan to get all of them home in the yep. next like couple of weeks yep. as far as some sort of hotel quarantine. So we'll see what that goes. But sounds as though India is cooked and that 
Mm. The IPL is pretty much over. India's not on my travel destination bucket list at the moment, at the foreseeable future. For... At the best of times, I haven't really had it there, but certainly no, not at the moment. But certainly not at the moment. No, I'm I'm sure India is a beautiful country, but not right at the moment. Yeah. No. Um, no, I I was just gonna say, sort of butt in. There's a a website that you can access. It's a free website. It's yep. on Google. Search up flight tracker. Yep. And it will it has brings up all the logged flights yep. that the I don't know what the website's called, but it knows. Yeah. And you can see where it left and where it's flying into. And there are so many flights flying into Australia from overseas. Mm. From the most random countries ever. Like so I'm not even joking, there'd be over fifty flights per hour flying yep. into Australia yep. that are from overseas. Yeah. Now, I don't know, like, I understand that India, they're in a massive, massive crisis. They're, yeah. as, they're as deep in the hole as they can possibly go at the moment. Yeah. And it's probably not great if we bring all these potential COVID outbreaks mm. back to where they would be in their, with their families and all this kind of stuff. And then plus all the flight attendants, everything. Like, mm. there's a lot of formalities to yeah. be able to bring over to a quite a safe country at the moment yeah um but like you're saying no to them but you're letting heaps of other people in and we've been doing it <laughs> we've been bringing people into hotel quarantine from other countries yeah for 15 months now oh long surely long. we've got an idea of how to get it right yeah anyway so keep them there for f- keep them there for a month i'm sure that the cricketers and everyone over there would be happy to stay in hotel quarantine in australia for a month even more yep. than they would have to stay over there for another yep. three weeks. Yeah. So, anyway. Come on. Um, come on, guys. Who's going to win us the Ashes? We need, <laughs> we need to get these boys home. Because I'll tell you what, if Davey Smithy and Paddy Cummins are stuck over there, we are cooked. Like, no good at all. Love your sins, but you're not going to win us the Ashes. No. Nah. Um, all right. Let's address some Holy Grail, mate. Finally. We've, it's, I've been waiting... I'm, I'm looking forward one. to this one. This is so, one of our best ever. So I'll get it up while you... Oh, I've got it just here. You've got it? Yeah. Oh, I love it. All right. So this is from DJ Amac, Angus McLaughlin, our great mate. Um, hey, guys. Long-time listener, one-time Holy Grail guest podcaster, and first-time Holy Grail male author. My question is a bit of a theoretical and a hypothetical one, if you care to indulge. If you were assembling an A-team of you and four other individuals to escape from Alcatraz prison, a little bit like the cricketers are trying to escape India yeah, right now, course, yeah. who would you choose and why? The only stipulations are A, all fellow escapees have to have played at the elite level in either the AFL or the NRL, and B, all fellow inmates have to be sporting mullets. Finally, if you had to sacrifice one member of your A-team to the prison guards in order to ensure your escape. Who would you double cross and why? Thanks, boys. Looking forward to hearing this one discussed in depth. Lots of love, the Gus Mom. And so just to clarify, it can be past or present and they have to have had the mullet for a significant amount of time or be recognized upon the basis of their mullet. Okay, so this is key as well because we've seen the mullet seriously come back into vogue. Yeah, like I agree. everyone is rocking it. I'm trying to go a little little mini one. I, like I haven't got a haircut in a while and I'm considering it. I'm considering just going short back and sides. Yeah. 
and like leaving it on top. From lock-in, there's a lot of mullets rolling around the footy club right now. There's a lot of mullets throughout the AFL, NRL. Mm. It's trendy. Yeah. For me, a mullet is... Like for someone to really be recognised as having a mullet, they need to have it when it's not trendy. Interesting. Oh, that, that, that's just my perspective. That's how no. I've gone about it. Okay. I haven't gone down the same avenue. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, that was really, just my just, process. Just based on the fact that two of my uh, fellow inmates were probably rocking them at the prime time of mullets. Look, I actually have made one... I, I have made an, uh, an exception yeah, for an 80s footballer. How do you want to do this? Do you want to start us off? Do you want to do one by one? We'll go each way, or do you want to yeah. do our four? You do your four. Or do you want to go notable mentions first? Because I've got a couple of notable mentions. Okay, we'll go notable mentions. So, lessons. firstly, I haven't gone NRL because I don't know enough NRL yeah. players historically, but a couple that sprung to mind more recently were Jai Arrow, yep. who, a former Titan, current Bunny, has been quite famous for some leery haircuts and Angus Crichton as well has had some shockers yeah. in the last couple of years but I didn't know NRL enough so I've gone for more of an AFL flavour and some serious notable mentions were those 80s type footballers yeah. so Dermot Brereton Gary Ayres of that iconic Hawthorne 80s yeah. not 80s era Stephen Kernahan, Carlton legend Warwick Kappa yeah um, gotta... yeah had an unreal one Gary Ablett Senior maybe one of the best players ever and yep. Peter Dacos as well oh, was yeah. another one That's so one. one two three four five six notable mentions from the AFL 80s era who haven't made my mullet 18 fair enough fair enough I've only got two okay no, a notable mentions yeah um First one, I was tossing up between the bloke that I've actually put in okay. my squad yep. and the bloke, this bloke who's the honourable mention. Yep. The first one is Josh Dugan. Okay. Just okay. pure intimidation. He has had some gross, he's had a gross like, looking head for a long time. He is the one bloke in the NRL that I wouldn't want to meet in the back of oh, after, no. after he's had a big night. Nah. Um, oh would, no there's a couple who I wouldn't want to meet but he's definitely he's up there he's definitely up there <laughs> he's a scary dude um, so him and he's probably the reason he did like missed out yep. is because he's not the bloke I'd want to double cross yeah <laughs> um, second one I'm going to go with Darcy Burn jones oh um, nice nice I think that he just rocks this yep. like, sick vibe yeah and I'm I like this. No, I don't mind. And I feel like he had it before this year. I feel like yeah. any I feel like there's a heap of them that have emerged this year. Yeah. For me, it only really counts if you had it pre this year. That, yeah. that was sort of my criteria. I agree. All right. Hit me with your hit me with your A team parks. Okay, so why. my A team, I'm gonna uh, give him a few stats as well. Yeah. So my first one, Paul Ruse. Paul Ruse, Fitzroy Lions. He had a bloody good mullet yep. uh, when he was playing. And he's one of my heroes. He, yep. he has to go in there. Yep. So 356 AFL games, uh, seven All-Australians, plus one time as the All-Australian coach. Yeah. Uh, Hall of Famer. And he coached the Sydney Swans to their first their first Sydney Premiership. Yes. And yes. that was that was the yep. best day of my life. Yeah. Um, my second one, Gary Ablett Senior. He's yes. made it in. Uh, 248 games, four-time All-Australian, Hall of Famer, three-time Coleman, AFL team of, uh, team of the century. 
put him up there as one of the best players of all time. He's he's in the he's in the <clears> goat <throat> conversation. He's I think I never got to see him play. I've seen a few highlights, but yeah. he's I think undoubtedly in the top five. Yeah, I agree. Like, you, you put him in the top five, and he has to be there. I agree, definitely. Um, and his son's probably in there too, so he had some good <laughs> swimmers as well. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, next one, got to get a bit of, bit of youth. We've got some older fellas there, yep. uh, a bit of youth, Bailey Smith. Okay. Best-looking so, bloke in the league yep. at the moment. Yep. Um, he's only played 47 games, but I tell you what, he is rocking the mullet. And he looks sick with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and and has for a few years. And has for a few years. Yeah. And he's playing some pretty good footy at the moment. Yeah. So, and then finally, I added an NRL player. This is the bloke that I picked in front of Josh Dugan. And that's yeah. Josh Papali. Oh, big puppy. Just, just big. Yeah. Heavy noise. And yeah, I like Not it. as intimidating as Josh Dugan. I reckon it would be, but like... I think maybe slightly less intimidating, but more damaging. More damaging, yeah. oh, 100%. Yeah. So I'm using, I'm utilising him a lot. As uh, your wrecking ball. As my wrecking ball. Yeah, like, he's I like just, it. He's just like, get out of my road. Like, you know. Um, Paul Roos, the brains. And I reckon I've got a good crew going on So, here. I, this is... So just to clarify, we did not talk about this at all. No. We sat here in science for 20 minutes before the thing and yep. brainstormed this, and we've come up with 50% of the same. <laughs> Two out of the four are exactly the same. So I can probably tell which ones. Ruzy. Yeah. <laughs> so Ruzy was one of these. He was my 80 selection. Yeah. Mainly because I loved Ruzy on the couch when he was on it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Iconic coach. Actually met the great man when I was on work placement at Melbourne Football Club back in year oh, 10 work placement. Oh, lovely. Took a photo on an iPhone 3 and it is straight up the blurriest <laughs> photo you have ever seen. It's about, I don't know, a quarter of a megapixel. Anyway, Ruzy just all the brains. Like, you're trying to escape Alcatraz. Yeah. You need a deep thinker. You need yeah. a strategist. You need someone who's on the ball. You need Ruzy's- someone who beat one of the best West Coast teams to ever play the game. <sighs> if you can stop Judd, Kerr, Cousins off the back of Dean Cox, oh. then, mate, he can do anything. Exactly. So, Ruzy is my... He's my lead strategist. He's my yeah. coach. Yeah, he's the coach. Um, I've also gone for... I've gone for two young bulls. Mm-hmm. First one is Lockie Jones. Oh, so, yeah. he's only played one or two games Port Adelaide. Yeah. But he's an 18-year-old kid who looks 32, which I can yeah. relate to, but... Unlike me, this dude is thick. Mm. He is seriously thick. So, Lockie Jones is one, and he's he's a bit of my rough and tumble. He's a bit of my bodyguard, and then Tex Walker, oh, yeah. vintage Tex Walker. I'm talking like 22. When he's about 22, he's winning the Coleman. He's dominating. He's tearing back lines to shreds, and he's rocking a mullet and a filthy mo. When no one's thinking of rocking a mullet or a yeah. filthy mo, like, and he has made that his own. And like we talk about it every week, that he's such a confidence player. Yeah, imagine the confidence to just rock this haircut and mo oh. and just think, I am the shit. I am the shit, and he was <laughs> yeah. the shit. He was the man. So I'm going, and I've put down vintage Tex Walker. Yeah, and my other one was Bailey Smith. Yeah, so 
Bailey Smith came into the comp with the mullet. Yeah. What Kept two, three years ago. Three years, yeah. And now it still has the best mullet kicking around. So and the one I'm gonna double cross. The one oh, I'm gonna yeah, double I'm cross is Bailey Smith. I'm leaving him and I'm just letting anyone who's trying to catch us just be seduced by his good looks and his eyes and his chiseled rig and his flowing mullet, obviously. But he's the one I'm double crossing. I'm throwing him under the bus, but he's buying us time to get out of there just by standing there and Mate, looking pretty. I hate to say it, but on the same wavelength, I'm double crossing Bailey Smith as well. It's like, I'm looking at we're my, at my too much I've got my I've got my coach, Paul yep. Ruse. I've got my experience and just like sheer goatness, like do everything, yep. jack of all trades, Gary Ablett. Yeah, I've got my wrecking ball and Joshua Parley. Bailey Smith is just looking good. Like he's he's, he's, he's the perfect diversion. Yeah, like all right, you run that way, we'll run this way. He's literally <laughs> he's literally the aesthetic. Yeah, the, the aesthetic rig base selection. Yeah, I tell and you what, with I reckon that's as good as you'll get. I reckon oh, we've done pretty well. Yeah. Gussie, if you could have come up with something better, let yeah. us know. And and any listener, if you can come up with something better, um, something, even just chuck in your four yep. and who you're double crossing, I'd yep. love, we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. But it's a it's a it's a very interesting topic and I'm I'm thinking Gussie McLaughlin, that was an uh, that was a ripper of a question. Oh, that's that that's goat question thus far. And that's and that's gotta be the kind of vibes i reckon yeah that's that's the benchmark that, that's now. the precedent okay Let, let, let's top it let's top it we'll get a, get a new one in next week so that's yeah. the challenge for all you listeners out there top gussie's question unreal right. i reckon that's a brilliant way to i reckon way that's to a good one show parks. Yeah. well so, done uh yeah thank you everyone uh let's get around this facebook page send it off to your friends tell all your mates let's get this podcast popping Wednesday weekly, nights, Wednesday weekly nights. Wednesday nights. Wednesday we're going to make it happen. happen. And um, you know your support. We get some merch out there, some Dylan friends vibes kind of thing. Just a few jumpers. I reckon. It's coming I reckon. into the cold season, we're both wearing jumpers get now. Get some winter woolies. You know, we could all rock it. Uh, but yeah, no. Thank you everyone for supporting us, and we'll see you next week. Catch you later. Bye.